0: A very good morning to all listeners. Here is a brief overview of what happened overnight. In the FX markets, despite a deterioration in risk sentiment, the Swiss franc mostly weakened within the G10 universe overnight. USDCHF rose, while EURCHF declined for the second consecutive day. The Bloomberg US dollar index rose to near its highest level this year after Ukraine said Russia shelled Europe's largest nuclear plant. In fixed income, US two-year yields were down 2 BPS to 1.51 percent during trading in Asia, while 10-year yields fell 5 BPS to 1.79 percent. In Thursday's US trading session, treasuries were mixed with two-year yields gaining 2 BPS, while 10-year yields ended for BPS lower. The S&P 500 lost 0.5% on Thursday. The Nasdaq Composite, minus 1.6%, and Russell 2000, minus 1.3%, declined more than 1%, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell just 0.3%. The defensive S&P 500 Utilities, plus 1.7%, real estate, plus 1.1%, consumer staples, plus 0.7%, and healthcare, plus 0.5%, sectors outperformed. Conversely, the consumer discretionary, minus 2.3%, information technology, minus 1.2%, and communication services, minus 0.8%, sectors underperformed. During trading in Asia, stocks sank on reports of the shelling at Zaporizia. S&P 500 contracts slid more than 1.5 percent, while Euro stocks 50 futures lost more than 2 percent. Shares fell in Japan, South Korea, and Australia. In commodities, oil prices are headed for the biggest weekly surge in almost two years after Russia's invasion of Ukraine roiled global markets and fueled fears of a supply crunch, driving prices to their highest since 2008. The International Energy Agency warned that global energy security was under threat and a planned release of emergency oil reserves by the US and other major economies failed to quell supply concerns. Discussions with Iran to revive the 2015 nuclear pact are on the finish line, and a deal could be done in 24 to 48 hours, Russia's envoy to the talk said. The head of the IAEA heads to Tehran on Saturday which could pave the way to reviving the agreement, he said. Iran still needs to iron out a few issues with the IEE, which has been probing the source of uranium particles detected at several undeclared locations in Iran. Wheat hit a fresh 14-year high, while copper and gold prices rose as well. Regarding the conflict in Ukraine, Joe Biden and Volodymyr Zelensky urged Moscow to cease fighting near Europe's biggest nuclear power station, which suffered a fire after it was shelled. There has been no change reported in radiation levels at the Zaporizhia plant, the i e e said, citing local authorities. G7 foreign ministers will meet Friday, and Boris Johnson called for an emergency UN Security Council session. The port city of Mariupol was under heavy attack but was still controlled by Ukraine, a US official said. Moscow had countered claims its attack is stalling. Joe Biden imposed sanctions on eight wealthy Russians, including Alisher Usmanov and Putin's press secretary Dmitry Peskov, and put visa restrictions on 19 others. The restrictions prohibit travel to the U.S. and prevent them from transferring assets to spouses or children. However, the White House balked at banning Russian oil imports, putting it at odds with a bipartisan push to do so. German economy minister Robert Habeck also objected to a ban. The European Union is bracing for potentially severe economic consequences should Russia cut off natural gas supplies in retaliation for sanctions. The 27-nation EU is prepared for various possibilities involving disrupted gas deliveries from its biggest supplier following the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the bloc's energy chief, Kadri Simpson, told Bloomberg News on Thursday. One scenario assumes the Kremlin stops gas flows to Europe full stop. This option definitely means that we have to take all the measures that are at our disposal, she said during an interview. This will have a strong impact on consumers and the economy. But, needless to say, if there is a war ongoing in the neighboring country, you have to be ready for extraordinary measures yourself, according to Bloomberg. The UK economy will grow at half of last year's pace in 2022 as soaring inflation, higher taxes and the war in Ukraine weigh on the recovery, according to the latest forecasts from a leading business group. The British Chambers of Commerce downgraded its forecast for gross domestic product, anticipating an expansion of 3.6 percent, down from 7.5 percent in 2021. Last year's boom was the biggest since 1941, reflecting businesses reopening after the pandemic. Inflation is expected to peak at 8 percent, according to the BCC, the highest levels since 1991, after the regulated cap on household energy bills increases in April. High prices will take a heavy toll on the recovery and hit consumer spending, with wages failing to keep up with prices, according to Bloomberg. The UK saw an increase in demand for every type of role in the last week of February, with the number of active job adverts up more than 40% from a month earlier. There were around 1.82 million vacancies, according to a survey published Friday by the Recruitment and Employment Confederation, with 224,000 new postings appearing in the period. However, The report quoted one executive as saying that soaring prices and Russia's invasion of Ukraine could test the willingness of employers to maintain the current pace of hiring, according to Bloomberg. New Zealand Finance Minister Grant Robertson is bracing for slower than expected economic growth and faster inflation as he prepares his annual budget. The country's surging Omicron outbreak will have an impact on the economy this year, Although evidence from overseas is that demand bounces back quickly, Robertson said in an interview with Bloomberg late Thursday in Wellington. There'll be a hit, but I don't think it'll be a massive hit, he said. Obviously the final forecasts are not in my hands yet in terms of the budget, but I expect the economy to remain pretty resilient albeit with that shock on it, according to Bloomberg. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell reaffirmed the U.S. Central Bank is on track to raise interest rates this month and commence a series of hikes to curb the highest inflation in decades, though Russia's invasion of Ukraine means it will move carefully. I would be recommending and supporting a one-quarter of one percent increase at the March meeting, he told the Senate Banking Committee Thursday, reiterating comments made Wednesday during testimony to a House panel. We are prepared to raise by more than that at one or more meetings if inflation doesn't come down, he added, noting that the central bank will also be shrinking its balance sheet this year. I do think it's going to be appropriate for us to continue to proceed along the lines that we had mined before the Ukraine invasion happened and that was to raise interest rates at the March meeting and continue through the course of the year, he said. In this very sensitive time at the moment, I think it's appropriate for us to be careful in the way we conduct policy simply because things are so uncertain and we don't want to add to that uncertainty. Meanwhile, Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland President Loretta Mester said she backs plans to raise interest rates by a quarter point in March and that the central bank would need to accelerate the pace or size of its rate hikes in the second half if inflation doesn't come down as expected, according to Bloomberg. John Williams said market expectations of what the Fed is going to do are consistent with the basic viewpoint that I have of where we need to be moving. The New York branch president predicted a hike this month with a continued path of steadily raising rates toward more normal levels. Reduction of the central bank's balance sheet will happen more or less in the background starting at some point this year, according to Bloomberg. The European Central Bank is set to take a time out from plotting its exit from stimulus as it assesses the damage Russia's war in Ukraine could inflict on the continent's economy. Inflation is approaching 6 percent three times the official target while Europe's pandemic rebound is in danger of being curbed as the invasion sends already lofty energy costs soaring further and threatens to curb trade and investment. Amid the extreme uncertainty, the challenge will be to provide support without allowing prices to spin out of control. Vowing to react flexibly and forcefully, ECB policymakers still agree that the path toward ending below zero interest rates and years of bond buying remains appropriate, though achieving that may now take longer. While economists surveyed by Bloomberg continue to predict an ECB rate hike in 2022, They expect no firm commitments on withdrawing stimulus when the Governing Council convenes on March 9 to 10th. A meeting that was earlier billed as a crucial juncture for removing support, according to Bloomberg. The Bank of Japan sees the rapid increase in oil prices following Russia's invasion of Ukraine pushing inflation beyond its latest forecast, adding to the negative factors weighing on a fragile economy, according to people familiar with the matter. Depending on movements in commodity prices, inflation could temporarily hit 2 percent this year, the people added. The comments come ahead of a central bank meeting later this month. Still, the BOJ continues to see little need to discuss policy normalization for now as cost push inflation by itself won't be sustainable, the people said. The oil surge will increase the likelihood that the economy's recovery will be delayed, they added, according to Bloomberg. Governor Tiff Macklem said the Bank of Canada expects its balance sheet to shrink quickly once it starts the process of running off its bond holdings, in a speech where he sought to reassure Canadians the withdrawal of stimulus will be deliberate and careful. Speaking a day after officials raised their overnight benchmark rate by a quarter of a percentage point to 0.5%, Macklem made the case for why the Bank of Canada has started the process of bringing borrowing costs back to more normal levels. While the central bank can't do much about global supply chains or rising oil prices, Macklem said policymakers need to worry about inflation expectations drifting higher and making sure demand doesn't get too far ahead of supply now that the economy is at full capacity. Markets are anticipating the benchmark rate will increase to 1% by June and hit 2% in a year from now. Macklem gave additional details on how policymakers plan to reduce the size of the central bank's balance sheet, suggesting that once they start the process they will simply end purchases of federal bonds rather than slowly tapering what they call their reinvestment phase. Currently, the central bank is buying 4 billion Canadian dollars, 3 billion dollars, to 5 billion Canadian dollar worth of Canadian government bonds a month to keep their holdings constant as securities mature. The Bank of Canada won't outright sell their holdings, he said, but added he expects the balance sheet to shrink relatively quickly given its shorter average term to maturity than other banks, according to Bloomberg. Chart of the day, U.S. FRAOAs spread widens to highest since May 2020. A key gauge of banking sector risk notched its biggest one-day move since the 2020 liquidity crisis. Interbank lending rates are rising this week relative to the overnight lending benchmark, a gap known as the FR8 OIS spread, ripping almost 10 BPS wider Thursday to 26.4 BPS, the highest since May 28, 2020, before narrowing a tad to 25.5 BPS at day's end, according to Bloomberg. Data review Japan's jobs to applicants ratio is the highest since April 2020. The unemployment rate edged up to 2.8% in January from 2.7% the prior month. That was above the consensus forecast of 2.7%. The job-to-applicant ratio climbed to 1.20, up from 1.16 in December. This was far above the consensus forecast of 1.15. The number of jobless increased to 1.91 million from 1.87 million in December, but involuntary unemployment increased at a faster pace to 590,000 from 530,000 the prior month, according to Bloomberg. The key event today is the U.S. jobs report. Bloomberg Economics expects a 350k increase in non-farm payrolls. The median consensus estimate is for a 415k rise, with the range spanning 80k-730k. The unemployment rate is expected to fall to 3.9%. Average hourly earnings should rise by 0.6% at a monthly pace and 5.9% on a year-over-year basis. Feel free to register at www.xproject.ch. Good luck out there today!